Whoo! Things we do to be changed. <laughs> so, again, paradigm shift. The uh, again, we're we're open to a a radical change, right? We we want to be different. You open your Bibles to John. John 3, verse 12. John chapter 3, verse 12. And it says, If I had told you things... That happened right here on, on the earth. Yet none of you believes me. How can you believe if I tell you heavenly things? And the first time I heard this, I thought, what does that mean? <laughs> but applying that to last night and today, we were talking, we need, we're taking a shift. This is an upgrade verse, right? He's talking to them and says, if I told, you didn't believe what I told you about things which are normal. How are you going to believe about things which are Heavenly, right? The first time I read that, I thought, well, I guess I won't believe. <laughs> right? But I'm not going to take it that way because I just dealt with me, right? And I'm now believing everything you did on the earth. And I'm now ready to believe everything you do in the heavenly. Okay? I'm not looking at my experiences I'm not looking at my past. I'm not looking at my understanding. I'm not looking about what spiritual level I think I am. I'm not looking at what I think I know, what I don't know. I'm setting my mind above to understand heavenly things. Okay? We are shifting by faith. Okay? We are shifting by faith. We are shifting by faith, not by understanding, not by might, not by, not by, not by. We're shifting. We can't shift ourselves, but we can agree with him who can shift us. Okay? Right? And that's what we're doing. We're agreeing with him who can shift us. We think about a caterpillar. A caterpillar doesn't go, well, I hope this works. My forefathers go into the thing and they come out pretty cool. <laughs> right? A caterpillar does not change its DNA. It submits to a process and something ridiculous happens. It's total new DNA. If we will submit the process, we'll be new creatures in Christ Jesus. We'll be spiritually minded. We'll be a spirit being living by the spirit and not by our experience, not by our friends, not by our family, not by good, bad, or indifferent, but by the spirit of the living God which dwells in us. It'll not be about killing the flesh, crucifying the flesh, all the things we think we know we're doing. It'll be a simple yield. The butterfly does not wonder about how do I walk and eat. <coughs> I don't, I don't walk around anymore. I can't do that. It's impossible to go back. We need to get to that place. That we're totally undone. When the, the butterfly goes in the cocoon, it's undone. It liquefies. What is that? Right? Who designed that? I mean, it's God, right? You know? Where we submit to something we cannot understand or comprehend. 
Can we, we submit to the fact that every time we walk in communion and desire to be changed, we are changed. Mm-hmm. But one day we're going to roll out of bed and look in the mirror and go, who is that? Amen. You, do you want that? Amen. Or do you, no, I want to be familiar all my life. <laughs> right? I want to see who I see. Right? I'm okay to go someplace and start screaming. You are too bright for me. What do you mean by that? <laughs> you know, I'm at Walmart. Why would you say that? Right. What did you say to me? I didn't say anything. What's, why when I walk near you, do I feel something? This one, babe? No, no, babe. The switch on the fan. I'm sorry, Wally. Oh, Wally. I just, there you go. And so, you know, what do we want to be, right? <coughs> and it's not about us doing a change. It's about letting him change. Every time you step in by faith into his presence, you are changed. One of these days when you step out, everyone will see the change that's been going on, on the inside. That inside thing's going to be on the outside. We need to determine to live from the inside out. And not the outside in. Okay? That's what we're talking about. That's a radical shift. That's a radical shift that's on the inside. It's going to go on the outside. We're, we need to, to get to the place where, you know, we, we look for opportunities for the, the Father to show up and show out. Right? Amen. I mean, when, when, when Moses came down from the presence... He didn't know that he was shining or he had horns or whatever it was. Whatever it was, it freaked everyone out, right? <laughs> Cover your face. Cover it. That's different. We knew we shouldn't go up there. Right? Look what happened to you, right? And we know, we, know, we, we know the glory faded. We know how long it took to fade, right? But it, did, it did, didn't lay on forever, but it, was, it faded. But he came down and was, he was shining bright, right? No one understood. He didn't understand it. He actually didn't know, right? Well, well that we'll be willing for that to happen, right? Um, do we want that to happen? Do we want something to happen? Why do we want it to happen? I don't. I don't. I don't know. I actually kind of don't. I don't know if I want it to happen. You know, my wife doesn't like it now that I just changed a little bit. What if I? If I? If something happens where um, I. I can't turn it off, right? I can stop talking about stuff I see. But what if something happens on me that I can't turn off? What? What, what, what would I do with that? What do I do if I go into my work cube and the glory shining through my clothes? Uh, Wally, turn off that flashlight. Why is there a flashlight in your leg pants? There's, there's not a flashlight in my leg pants. What is that? I don't know. Well, you need to go fix that. <laughs> and you walked in the hallway. Why are there two flashlights in your pants? Right. I'm at a prayer meeting one time, and we're talking about. I'm leading the prayer meeting, and I and I stopped the prayer. I said, "We're not expecting the all-consuming God. I don't know what we're expecting. We're not expecting Him. We're expecting something we can control. Will you allow the uncontrollable God, the wild God, come in this place?" And of course, they all said yes. I said, no, you're, you're not serious. And I said, I don't, I don't know where. Would you allow that God to break our glass windows? Well, no. That'd be, that costs money. 
we don't want that. It's messy. And, ooh, the next day, per, per school, our glass door, was one not the whole front glass, but one of our glass doors was broken. I came in and went, well, I was just kind of joking. I didn't mean from the, I, 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 I. And out of nowhere, something happened where one of the glass things broke. But we need to start looking for the unexpected God who's not tame, you know. Um, one time I had a word that I said, uh, hey, um, I think many of us are going to be offended when he comes back as a mighty king. And we run up to him and want a hug. Oh, you're here. Oh, gracious lamb. Excuse me, I'm busy. <gasps> you didn't hug me. Right? I feel rejected. He's here. He didn't hug me. He's going to be this mighty, powerful king on assignment. And I think there'll be time for hugs at some point, but not on our timing. Right? Some would be very upset. I didn't think he'd be that way. They were upset when he came as a human nice guy. Right? Well, we thought you'd be a king. When he comes as a king, they'll be like, we thought you are going to become as a lamb. We're just kind of weird like that, right? You know, we're going to adjust. We will adjust. Um, do we want God as we know him or God as he is? God as he is. How is he? He's the same as, he's the same. Yeah, but what does that mean? See, the thing that we need to know. We need to get to know him so we're not shocked when he comes in full manifestation. Okay? We should not be the shocked ones. We should be like, yeah, I know him. The world's be like, the ones who don't know him, those in the world who don't know, and the church members who thought they knew him, be like, whoa, they're going to be like in, in the Exodus, right? Hmm, that fire smoke thing. Go, Moses, you go talk to him. We're not ready yet. When he shows up and he says, everyone come see me, who's going to go see him? I mean, this is real, right? One day, someone's coming and putting the foot down on the planet, right? And we're going to know. Are you going to fly over there? Or are you going to wait until someone goes and comes back and tells you? Are you going to wait to get a YouTube? Or are you going to rush over there? What are you going to do? No, just beginning. Just beginning. Just beginning. Hold that thought. Just beginning. It's all just beginning. Right. Um, turn to Hebrews 3, verse 7. It's only just begun to live. Yeah, it's all just beginning. Nope. Not talking rapture. Talking... When he, when he shows up. Yeah, he's going to do some stuff. We, can, we, can need, we need to know his plan and not some teachings we've got, we've heard. Father, what are you going to do? You know, what are you, what's going on? As he comes down, puts his foot on the earth. Aw. What's next? Hebrews chapter 3. We are called up to him and we have reigned with him in heaven. And then? Yeah. 
A lot of stuff going to go on. You remember Hebrews yet? Hebrews 3. What verse? Verse 7. Today, if you hear his voice. So, it's an invitation to hear his voice, just not me. I just know what I've been told. Yeah, that's me too. And, and we need to hear some more tolling from him directly. And we all are invited to know him my sheep hear my voice, not just the teachers, not just the preachers, not, 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 not. And um, we've got to have an ear fixed for his, for his voice. So today, if you will hear, it's an option. I don't like options because I might miss it. You know, I may choose not to come to the meeting that God's speaking at. I may choose to be busy with my job, my family, and my daughter, and I may choose not to listen to his very important message because I think I have something more important to do. Today, if you will hear his voice, it's a choice that we get to make, right? Um, in Hebrews, um, wherever that is, 3, 7, that's what it says. Later on in Hebrews, it says that the guys in the, in the desert, start with verse 18, and to him he swore that they should not enter his rest, but to those who disobeyed, who would, had not listened to his word and who refused to be compliant or be persuaded. So we see that they were not able to enter into his rest because of their unwillingness to adhere to and trust in and rely on God. Unbelief shut them out. Next verse. Therefore, while the promise of entering his rest still holds and is offered today, let us be afraid to distrust it, lest any of you should think he has come too late has come short of reaching it. The, and when they came out of Egypt, so they left all the slavery and bondage and stuff, right? And, you know, they went into the wilderness and go into the promised land and stuff. But they got in there, they got into, we think that he's going to do this. So they started not believing, right? And our last session was about believing, which is our mindsets, right? Um, and so we can have our agenda or learn his agenda. It goes better if we learn his agenda, right? It's not a secret. Knock, I'll open, seek, and you'll find. Ask, and I'll let you know what's going on, you know? So we've got to be with those that seek. Now, this place, I believe, is a place called rest. When I started really setting my mind down, setting myself to hear his voice, not what I thought he was saying, not what I thought his word was saying, because I had all this stuff, I, I think he means this. I wouldn't ask him. I thought he was too busy. <laughs> you know? So I thought I had to figure out. I thought I had to break some secret code. I thought I had to read some books. I thought I'd buy some more books. I thought it was out there someplace. Well, he's going, come to me. right? Don't lean upon your understanding. Don't lean upon your knowledge. I'm right here. Hello. I want to talk to you. Um, I want to share with you what my plan is for you. Um, you don't have to be confused. You need to be working on you. I can tell you how to be a man or a woman. I can tell you how to be a husband. I can tell you how to be a father. I can tell you, I can tell you to, uh, not only I can tell you, I can empower you to do it. I can show you. Or do you want to try it on your own? Try it on my own. Fall, fall, fall. Sometimes win. Fall, fall, fall. Sometimes, you know. And he's going like, I'm right here whenever you need me. Right? Well, I'm not used to hearing you. Well, why don't you get used to hearing his voice? Well, that takes time. Well, you can get used to hearing Dr. Phil's voice. 
right? That feels good, but he's not God, right? It's good, but not God, right? You name your favorite speaker, you know? Well, I'm used to the multiple voices that, that are on Sid Roth. There's some good guys, right? But that 30, 45 minutes, you could have learned to hear and discern the voice of God. You could have learned to set your mind on, or you can sit there and veg and have a vision instead of having a vision. You can exchange a television for a real vision. This hits me because I watch TV a lot. And when I fast, I usually fast TV also. When I do that, I now set myself to see some heavenly visions, it's not just these kind of visions. And what I'm finding is, is my brain can't tell the difference between a television and a heavenly vision. My spirit can. There's no life in this, right? No matter what it is. Gospel, kingdom, there's no life coming from it. There's life coming from a heavenly vision. A heavenly vision is full of life. A television may try to communicate life, but it's communicating at a frequency that's not from heaven. Okay? It may carry a truthful, uh, spirit-filled message, but it's a spirit, but not a full encompassing, you know, it's kind of like the difference between a, uh, a free-range chicken and a, a chicken with chemicals, right? They're both chickens, but one's healthier than the other, if you will. Does that make kind of sense? Okay. And it's, it's my choice. Do I want the heavenly or the substitute? You know? Same amount of time, 30 minutes there, 30 minutes there. Hour there, hour there. What's well, easier to push the button? I can sit back and just fall into this. Or I can discipline myself. Um, I can learn how to focus my mind, yield my spirit, tell my body to relax, and learn how to hear his voice and see his face. That's the word, discipline. That's, that's a, a lot of people want this. Yeah, there's, there's always a shortcut. They want quick. Yeah. So, um, so, so early on when I started, you know, Lord says, you need to learn how to meditate. Oh, it's new age. <laughs> right? And he goes, well, no. John, Joshua 1 8, you know, this book of the law, I should not depart from me, but I should meditate on it day and night, mm-hmm. that I should make my way successful. I said, okay, well, that's true. Good. But I don't know how, so I, I couldn't I couldn't find at that time any Christian meditation. So I googled and found all kind of New Age stuff. So I did steps one through five, and not seven and eight. Seven and eight were empty your mind and let it be filled with a force. Bad, bad. The steps one through five were okay. Seven, eight, eight. You know. So I did one through five, and one through five helped me get to where I could. Focus on one thing in, in the Psalms. And it's in two of my books because that was very important. Because once I got to where I could focus on one thing, the one Lord, I'd hear his voice, his, his voice alone. And not his voice, voice of reason, voice of doubt, a voice of opinion, a voice of lack. of All these voices were in my head. And they were competing for my attention, right? So I got to where I could silence that one and that one that one, and I could listen to one thing for about eight seconds, then it'd fill back up again. And I, you know, so I got to where I could hold it for five minutes. And just, you know, it took me months to where I could think on one thing for five minutes. Not, I'm not on a scripture. I would think on a beach scene. 
and try to train myself to think on one thing for a few minutes and not be scatterbrained. Not have my mind filled with, you know. We're bombarded, right, with information. We're in a, we're in a season, a decade, ep, whatever, era of information. It's like this. God's right here, and we're like, what was that? What was that? God's going, hello? Hello? Hold on. I got to kick that call, that beep, that text, that, 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 that. And so he's just one of the many who are vying for attention. He's jealous for that, you know. We've got to stop entertaining other lovers. Okay? We need to go, there's one. I'm going to give him my all. All right? And that's a whole different deal. So I want to talk about, I thought I was titling this message to be the way of kings. And, um, um, and it's the thing that, that 1 Corinthians 12.1 talks about, you know, now about the spirituals or the spirit realm, uh, brother, I don't want you to be misinformed, right? <coughs> We've all heard the scripture that, you know, Jesus is the king of kings and lord of lords, the king of us kings. He's the lord of us lords. We need to start figuring out how do I function as a king, right? Because we just we know that scripture, but now I need to believe that and not spectate that. How do I participate with him? He's the king of us kings. He's the lord of us lords. How do I be a good king? How to be a good lord? I don't want us misinformed about that. Okay? I don't want your training to be a king to happen after you die. Amen. Not a waste of time. I need, I need you. I'm a family member of you guys. I need you in your place. Amen. I need you. Hallelujah. It's to my benefit if Tamara and Bob are, are taking care of their territory. <laughs> Right, y'all have my back or my side or my flank. Right, you understand? I need you in your place. I don't want to go. I told them. Why didn't you tell them better? Well, I I thought I pushed it out there. I was walking to my gift. I was speaking southern a little bit, you know. Well, mommy, you know. But so the thing is, though, when if if you're the best you, because every joint supplies, right? right? Um, we are, we are a family, right? Your growth is my growth. Ooh. If you fall down, I'm hurting too. So I should feel if she, not, you're not going to, okay. But if she hits a, an obstacle and I'm in Virginia and she's in North Carolina, she goes to her church and something rises up. If I'm in the father and she's the father, I should be alerted in my spirit because I'm sensitive to my arm, right? We may be um, 300 plus miles apart, but if I'm sensitive to my arm in the natural, I should be sensitive to my arm in the spirit realm. And when someone smacks her, which is my arm, I should cover it. I should do something to protect it and not go, why is my arm bleeding? I feel like, you know, I shouldn't let my arm be cut off. I should do something about that. If I care for my body. Or do I neglect my body? How do I walk in that place where, you know, Ruth Ann, that's Ruth Ann. Ruth Ann goes back to her part of North Carolina. And Ruth Ann goes back and, and one of her friends sees my book and goes, that's of the devil. 
Well, that, something spoken against Ruth Ann is spoken against me. If I walk in the Spirit, I should rise up, go in the Spirit, come and strengthen her, and give, and give me, give her a word, so that she could answer the person who just said that. That's what's available if I'm not misinformed of who I am in Christ Jesus. That's available if I choose to walk in the love that's available in God. If I choose to love Ruth Ann in the right way. If I choose to love and take care of me, then I'm a part of. I'm a part of you and you and you and you. Or I can act like I'm an island to myself. It's all about me. Now, Jesus wasn't like that, right? So why do we think we should be selfish and da-da-da-da-da? There's a place in the Father that that's all true. That it's, that it's not worry and fear. It's I'm aware of my body. You know, I never go to bed and go, look, my toe's gone. <laughs> it's never happened, right? <laughs> I'm fully aware that something hit my toe if I stepped on immediately, right? Why don't we expect that with the body of Christ? We don't because we don't even think about it, right? Maybe some of y'all do. I'm, maybe I'm speaking just to me and the three people on Skype. No. Um, so turn with me. Here we go. Turn with me somewhere. Um, I'm going to do kind of a, a few scriptures. Um, and again, we're recording, so that's good. Yay, right? Um, so the first scripture would be uh, 1 Timothy 6.15. And this one is just about, just you know, for a scripture reference that we are, you know, he says... Uh, of our sovereign ruler, the King of Kings. You know, King of Kings is a title for, for Jesus, right? Lord of Lords is another title. So if he's the Lord of Lords, we're the Lords. He's the capital L Lord. And he's the capital K Kings, right? We're the little K Kings, right? Now, but, but we're still a king, right? How does the king walk? How does the king talk? Um, what does that look like? You know, what does it look like at Walmart? What does it look like? Well, I'm driving down the road, right? Uh, when I was going to one meeting, the Lord challenged me in that. And he says, well, yeah, what does that look like? Uh, can you just tell me? <laughs> you know, he wanted an answer for me. I said, well, okay, if I'm a king, I'm driving down the hallway, highway, um, I should be able to, um, well, I'm a king of authority, so uh, I should be able to uh, influence... Um, all the houses on a one-mile radius on each side of me, which means that believers and unbelievers will be uh, now more attracted to you and want to be in your presence. Not go to church, be in your presence. Matter of fact, you'll fill their houses right now. As I'm driving the hallway on one-mile radius on each side of me, people are having an intimate encounter with you, with a loving God. Woo! For 200 miles, revival is going down as, you know, so I'm saying this out loud and, and believing for something that's way beyond my mind. I get to the meeting, and the speaker who doesn't know was not in my car says, Wally, what are you believing for? And I went, really? Do you really want to know? And I told him, he goes, that's good. I'm glad you didn't say something like for a new Hummer. <laughs> kind of deal. But what does a king think like, right? How's a king... I, I was the other day, I was like, how's the king worship? 
You know, I know how to worship as a poor person, right? I know how to worship when I need something. But how's a king who has abundance and has people who can worship for him? How does a king on the throne worship? How do I worship with other kings? Like King David. Well, so David danced. But there were no other kings with him, though. And his royal wife despised him. All right. What's that look like? Well, the scripture tells you he was down to his little skeevies, skeevies, right? So, when was the last time y'all danced in public in your undergarments? All right. When was the last time you did a, a bull sacrifice every six paces? He wasn't. He was. He was thick with blood. It wasn't this white little thin deal. He's caked with blood. It was a bloody, bloody, bloody. It wasn't pretty at all. There was no silky, there was no banners. It was blood. He's walking in blood. He, yeah. He gave, he, he slaughtered a bull every six paces. Yeah, every six paces. That's from me to that white chair. A full bull is slaughtered from Obed at Edom's house to Jerusalem. That's a long, that's a lot of blood. Right. That's the Ark of the Covenant he brought into the city. So it wasn't this pretty thing. You know? Uh, yeah, and so when you really think about it, you're going like, so it's the first picture of what it, Jesus looked like on the way to the cross. Okay? Bloody mess. You know? It wasn't, it wasn't a pretty thing. It was a... It was a big foreshadow. But, of course, you know, the movies got it and it was a nice song and dance. But in reality... How much blood is that? I mean, bulls are big. I mean, I went to I went to uh, off track. Bulls are bigger than I am. Okay. Yeah. It's more blood than that. That's a lot of blood there, right? And they weigh a ton. Who said that? Me. Yes. Amen. You get you get a star. (laughs) Anyway, so a lot a lot of blood, a lot of blood. Um, so so he's a king. Um, scripture Ephesians two six. He raised us up together with him and made us sit down together, uh, seating with him in heavenly spheres by virtue of our being in Christ. It's not about how good you are. It's because of what he did. You know, we didn't earn our kingship. It's a birthright. We were born, born again, born from above into this royal place, right? And so we can wait until we're seated with him after earth time and go, wow, so do you sit in the right or the left? So when they come in, do I bow? Do I? How, how, what's going on? When they worship you, what do I do? Do I go? How, 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 what do I do? Do I talk? <laughs> right? We could. Are we really going to be judging angels? Yep. We do all kinds of stuff. But right now, the Bible says we're seated with Him right now. So right now, what are you doing with the king? <laughs> right now. I don't know. I never thought about it. Well, we need to start thinking about it. That's what I'm saying, right? We need to start thinking about what we're doing, how to live in two places at one time. How? If what? I'm right here, right? 
How am I up there at the same time? I have no idea, but it's true. Yeah, that's why he put her brains. A lot of trans. Ephesians. So, um, we need to figure out. No, we need to know our God. We need to know ourselves, right? That's, that's two big knowings, right? Um, if you know your God and know yourself, it doesn't matter who seeks to fight with you or contend with you. There's no one who contend with you and God. Think about that. Here's the, in the natural, the deal looks like this. Um, I have a brother who's two years younger, so when we're in high school, anyone picked on him. I was a senior. I was a captain of the football team, captain of the wrestling team. No one contended with my brother because I knew who I was. And my brother knew who I was. He knew I would never leave him in a lurch, right? So he was always covered, right? Now, do we believe that for God? Do we always know that he's with us always? Do we know we're in covenant with the Father? Do we believe that? Do we know that? What are we doing to reinforce that in our lives? What are we doing to remind ourselves that he loves me? He already gave his son's life for me. Romans, some verse says, if he's given Jesus for me, he'll give, me all, he'll give all things for me. Right? That's ridiculous. I wouldn't do that. That's why I'm not God. You guys should be very happy I'm not God. Because a lot of you, you'd be gone. Okay. So here's, here's the deal. We spend a lot, too much time studying our enemy. Yes. Okay. Giving him power. Giving him power. I'm confused with that. So if you have two minutes of your life, you can know God and trust in him, or you can spend time going, I wonder what the devil's doing now. I know he's plotting. I know he's got a plan. I've now wasted my brain cells thinking about the enemy. Yes. If I tell the enemy, um, wow, because he listens, okay. Yeah. Now, he doesn't read our mind, but he'd see our actions. Mm-hmm. And so, like, for, for example, if you go to a movie, right, the movie has fear and violence in it, okay, you're reinforcing the fact that, well, you go, well, what's a movie that I'm going to go to that maybe I shouldn't go to? Um, Twilight. Well, I saw that on TV. So Twilight. Twilight says that there are, there are um, earthly beings of demonic origin that are kind of nice. <laughs> uh, because there's a love affair type deal in there. So oh, they're, just, they're, just, they're just vampires. They're okay. Those movies are set in place so when, when real vampires come on the scene, we'll go, oh, you're just like Twilight. They'll go, yes, we are. <laughs> and then they're going to come in. Then we're going to accept them, you know. We're going to invite them to church, right? And we're going to say, uh, "Hey, you're not going to bite me, right?" They're going to say, "No." Uh, we, you know, I and so if you accept my culture, I'll accept your culture, right? And um, so come be with us, you know. And we're going to go like, "Well, we have the same covenant. They like blood. We like blood." Yeah. <laughs> okay. They like flesh. We like flesh. Right. And so, no, 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 we're not, so here's, this is me real, so, so there's been a, for a couple of decades, the, we went from scary vampires to celebrity vampires to good-looking vampires, right? And so now they're, they're almost acceptable, right? I've heard messages on Twilight in pulpits, so it's kind of all copacetic. 
Yeah, yeah. You could YouTube right now and go, Gospel of Twilight. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and so, but anyways, that's just there, right? And all it does is kind of gives you a, maybe not, maybe things, maybe there were some demonic things which are not so bad. It's kind of plants that seed. Just a little subtle seed, right? So maybe I can let my guard down on some things. But not the bad ones. Maybe just these. These don't look so bad. They seem to have control, right? And so that little seed's planted in us, right? And that becomes part of our belief system. So when the Lord says, destroy all evil, well, you don't mean all evil. Not the twilight evil. Not the Harry Potter evil. Yeah. You meant the evil evil. You mean like, uh, what's that movie? Uh, Walking Dead evil. That evil. Not the good evil. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yes, my yeah. friends, my friends, Chris so. and Jenny watch that. Well, again, I'm not pinging movies. I'm just saying you're you're being desensitized. Right, that's I'm right. being desensitized. I mean, I watch lots of movies, right? And I go like, the Lord goes like, here you go again. I know. I need to break it out of it. Lord, I've not seen all of it. You know, so it's just we have a choice what we feed ourselves, what we watch. And there's consequences of what we do. There's consequences of our, our actions. That's just true. So, yeah. So his high place is our high place. Yeah. How to live in this place? John three thirty one. It says, "He who comes from above is far above all others. He who comes from earth belongs to the earth." I have options, right? He who comes from the earth belongs to the earth and talks the language of the earth. His words are from an earthly standpoint. He who comes from heaven is far above all others, far superior to all others in prominence and excellence. So what does that say here? If I go to heaven, and I, I, my faith now is every time I step in by faith to heaven, I'm being transformed. Yes. He's making me superior. He's making me prominent. He's making me think like him. He's making me, he's making me, he's making me, he's making me, he's making me. I can't change, but I can't choose to go there. Or I can choose to go, I'm not sure I can go there. So there I'm not. I can go, I can do anything, I can do anything I want to with my time. Okay? What do I choose to do with my time? Right? This says, he who comes from heaven. Okay? What does that mean? I thought only Jesus came from heaven. Well, Revelation is real clear. I, the door is open. Come up here. Come up here. Come up here. Uh, I, don't, I can't. Why? Because someone said I can't. There's gravity. <laughs> you know. But by faith, all things are possible, right? Mm-hmm. And so we get to make the decision... Well, I didn't see myself go up. That's okay. Just believe the start believing what's written. Just that's right. Just start believing, right? It says so I want to go up, and it says here, I want this promise. He who comes from heaven is far above all others. Wow. Far superior to all others. I want to be from heaven and not from earth. 
Can we say that? I want to be from heaven. And not from earth. Even though I was born on earth. I don't have to be from earth. I can change my point of origin. <laughs> but I don't but most humans don't like change. But what if we're not human? 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 What are what are we? Okay, what is that? Uh, so let me go back. Scientists want us to be of animal. Okay? Science says you're all a type of animal. God says, I created you in my image. I'm a spirit being. You can be a human being or a spirit being. Earth people, those of earth, say, you are normal like me. You cannot change your ways. God says, I can change you. I can make you something totally new. Do you want to agree with earth and be normal and natural or be with your creator and be something more than you understand? Yeah. Here's one for you. And this still bothers my little brain. Moses, the whole Moses story, great stories, you know, coat of many colors. It says that God made Moses God to Pharaoh. Why did God do that? Because Pharaoh thought he was God. All the rulers, rulers, emperors on the planet always think they have a divine right and think they must be either half man, half God, or all God, right? So when you're at that realm, a pulper can't come in there and you got to be the same level. So God took a man called Moses and said, hmm, Pharaoh won't listen to you unless I give you a promotion. I'm going to make you God unto Pharaoh. So he thought he was God. And now God took Moses that you now have my authority. I give this little rod, you know, I give you a little talk, you know, and say, I am with you always. So God with a man equals in this guy's eyes. Wow. He's got real power. I'm just talking a good game. You've got more than I got. You've got something behind you. I've got something behind me, but greater is the one behind you. So they had a contest. Just like Elijah on the mountain. Let the God you worship show up in fire. Go for it. And this is what's coming to, we're about to show down now. Who is your God? Well, my God is my money. Okay. Well, money just went to zero. What are you going to do now? Well, my God had a million dollars. Now my million dollars is worth a thousand dollars, so I can still do something with a thousand dollars. What do you got, Christian? Well, my God can make money and gold and food. Really? Come over to the house. The grocery stores have been empty for a month and a half. I'm going to set the table, and I'm going to thank my God. Now you bring your thousand dollars over, and you buy something either while you're there or at the house. And so let the God who's able to feed us. 6 p.m., showtime. Now we can eat, eat $1,000. We can eat paper money and go, or do we trust God to show up? 
This is going to happen. It's going to be a showdown of the gods. Where, who are, and this is like, I, God, I know you. I have never known you as the God who provides food. I mean, right, honestly, right? I've not, been, I've not been in a situation where my shelves are totally empty, total nothing there, and I'm, I need to eat. I've not been there, right? But I, I want to be the place where I, be, I would believe that it would be fun. Now, I'd like to have that now situation. Bring your money, I'll bring my God. God's on you. That's what Elijah did, right? So that's, that's fun, right? Okay, come on, really is fun. Come on. You're like going, I don't know about that. <laughs> what? What are you? What? Okay, there was, there, there was, there was one amen. <laughs> yeah, so here we go. Okay, here's a good one for you. So the scripture, Psalms 2, verse 4. He who sits in the heavens laughs. The Lord has them in derision and supreme contempt. He mocks them. He who sits in the heavens. Now, I've always attributed that to God alone. But we just read that I'm sitting in heaven too. What is God laughing at? He knows who he is. I will laugh too when I know who I am. But I don't know who I am, so I'm worried about that showdown with the guy with $1,000 in my empty pots. I'm not laughing because I don't know who I am. But I need to sit with him and go, okay, what's going to happen? Are you going to come to the party? <laughs> I, should, I should start having that conversation right now and not wait to the showdown, right? So I can go confident because I've spent from sp spring, whatever tomorrow is, until that day talking about, can you remember now, we talked about that when I was in North Carolina, you'd show up, right? Remember the whole, he brings his money, I bring the empty pots. You show up, right? Because you know I'm seated with you. We laugh in heaven, right? This is why we laugh, right? Because we know it's we know the end from the beginning. I can count on you, right? Those are the kind of conversations you got to start right now, so we're not in fear. Okay? When we go to the bank, the bank's shut down. I can't withdraw my money. Are we going to freak out like everyone else in line? Or are we going to go like it's beginning? It's beginning. Practical. The practical is it's the beginning. <laughs> no, my friend, um, man, I put a post on post on Facebook because um, I said I'm sick of practical. No more practical. I'm just gonna do what God tells me to do. No more practical. Mm. And well, then. That was I a good go attack me. <laughs> I go over to my friend's house. It's like, my friend Chris is mad because I put that up there. It's like, I knew I was going to get, I was going to get, I knew it. Because I never took that stand before. And um, Jenny's the sweeter one. And this started talking to me. It's like, you got to have practical. You can't just say no practical. I was like, I understand that. You gotta have balance. I was just saying that you can't be held by practical. 
It's good. You can't be held by the fear of being practical. And I was like, Heidi Baker went from no job, no nothing, but the Lord is saying, go to Membazik with nothing. And she went a round trip, not a round trip, one way to Mozambique with nothing and sat on the corner and did what God told her to do with nothing. And they still came back with, but you have to have a job, you have to have this, you have to have that. Here we go. Yeah. But it's this, I have to explain myself. Well, actually, you don't have to explain yourself. Yeah. Well, to no. be able to... No, 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 hold on, hold on. They help me with my, ga- they, they help me with my gas. Well, see, now you, you're allowing them to share their... If the Father's talking to you, you have a choice between their input and the Father's input. <clears throat> they both can't be equal, Right. I know. Oh, I'm not talking about understanding. I'm just saying that they're they're not encouraging you, and if the father is leading you to believe to believe one way, and to to grow in that belief, and they're staying this way, is helping you be double-minded, right? And you know, at some point, you've got to figure out which fights you want to deal with, right? You know, that's I want just, to come to a point where I don't have to explain myself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool. And I'm like. Because when I left there, that time, I was so heartbroken because I had to explain myself why I put that post. Because the Lord told me to post that. The Lord told me because I was sick and tired of like, I was sick and tired of being practical. Because I met my friends um, Greg and Shelly Yackley and. They opened my eyes to faith, to really know what it is about faith and all that. And there's no practical. You believe God or you don't believe God, period. And if God wants you to do something, you just do it, period. And I want to be that way. And that's why I posted that. And I knew I was going to have flack about it because I wasn't, I've never been like that. Because when I came down and when I moved to North Carolina to North Wolfsboro, I had no car, no apartment, no job. And I came down for a Don Potter conference because the Lord, the Lord, I was in a women's shelter in West Virginia, and um, I went to the library to look for a job and everything, I usually play games and stuff, but um, this Don Potter conference caught my eye, and I was just looking at it, I wasn't getting paid $30, didn't have the money, but, and then the Lord said, you're going to that conference, I am, and you're not just going to that conference, you're moving there, it's like, okay, and in two weeks, I was on a train 
going to North Wilkesboro. I had no car, no place to live, no job, and um, the Lord brought back to my remembrance of a vision of a um, vision of a word He told me about an apartment where um, I thought I was supposed to move to, but He said it wasn't the timing yet. And then um, I got in touch with the landlord, and that's where I live now, in Applefield Apartments. And then I saved $2,000 that I've never saved before in my life <coughs> at this woman's shelter. I got moved in there. I have a car, and I have a job. That's not what my friend thinks I should have because it's not providing everything that he thinks I should have. Um, but um, he told me, my friend said, we're, we're not going to be talking about God or anything spiritual until these three things are accomplished, which he said is highly unusual for me, but I'm thinking about the practical. You have to have practical. But then I got to the stop you because of the Skype folks Sorry. and the and the message here. Sorry. That was good though. But all they say, you, we all have to walk out what, we, what the Lord says. And, and I do thank you for sharing because that's really real. And that's all that's what we're talking about now. No, that's good. Uh, is is on this way of kings, will we choose to walk out with the, the path the Lord's showing us, right? That's good. You know, that's the deal. You are following, and we're all in a place with following. It's, it's different paths, right? Different decisions we got to make. Mm -hmm. But it's the same God helping us do this thing, which is beyond our imagination, right? Mm -hmm. You know, it's, it's just different. Um, but it's the same level of individual-related sacrifice or choices, you know? For me, like, should I go south to speak and, you know, do I promote myself? It's, we're all having different decisions, different levels of dependence upon the Father, right? Um, well, I'm not sure about this. Maybe, you know, it's all decision stuff, right? And so, but and what we're dealing with, the second is we talked about our belief system, and now I'm trying to focus on, okay, we're all going to be kings at some place, right? And it's not about... Limited to what we are right now, right? The job we want to have, the place we are now. There's, I, I'm trying to go. There's more, right? Uh, I'm not. I'm trying to listen. I'm not belittling where we are. I'm trying to paint a picture of where we're going, and we're all going there. Or at least we're all invited to go there. Okay, and that's a good thing. Yeah. So, next scripture, Luke 14:31 to 32, says. What king going out to engage in conflict with another king will not first sit down and consider and take counsel with whether he is able with 10,000 men to meet him who comes against him with 20,000? And if he cannot do so, when with that other king, is he still... No, anyway, it doesn't matter. So this scripture is about, will this king fight another king? Okay. So if I'm a king with the Lord... And if I'm sitting there with heaven, there's no battles in heaven from that throne. But when I'm back here on earth, 
the Lord may assign me. He said, okay, Wally, you need to go help establish, take a territory over there. You know, we wrestle not against flesh and blood, right? Well, um, this says here, I need, I need counsel. I need wisdom from somebody. And, and the, wisdom, the, wisdom we, the wisdom we know is the Spirit of God, right? So, wow, king's battle. So I need to have a mentality of, I'm happy in my throne. I get to laugh. I'm seated with God who knows everything. I should get counsel from him, but I also got to fight other kings. They're not godly kings. They're demonic kings, right? Wow, I thought I would just be sitting there laughing and hugging. I got battles? I don't want a battle. This is the way of kings, okay? What king going out to engage in conflict with another king, okay, will not first sit down and consider and take counsel? So I just don't go run out, I'm running. Oh, wait, Father, how do I take this king? How do I take this territory? This king is the king of media or, or false communication over this city. How do I take that mountain? How do I take that territory? How, how, how? I didn't know I was going to be a fighter. I'm a lover. <laughs> you know, I, 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 I'm the worship leader. Yes, I know, but you're also a king and kings fight. And we're happy about it because we know we're going to win. But there's a way to do this. Okay. And I'm thinking like, I, I didn't know. I, but this is what kings do. Okay. Um, this other verse says, he, he goes into fear and he says, if I cannot fight this guy with my men, um, the other king, while he's still way off, that other king, the demonic king, sends an envoy and asks for terms of peace. Okay, So as we start walking in the Lord, taking on his character, his might, the enemy goes, like, ooh, while he's been hanging out with God, he's starting to know who he is. He's starting to tap into the strength of God. He realizes he's one with God. Ooh, I don't think I can fight him and take him. I used to be able to take him because he was fighting his own strength. He's now leaning out upon his own understanding. Wow. He's now team with his angels. He's got 10,000 angels that are going before him. Holy schmoly. I only got 5,000 demons. Oh, man. So let me send an envoy. And I'm like, what's an envoy? <laughs> you know, I'm not, I'm not really. So. An envoy comes, a demonic envoy and says, Hey, Wally, wow, I honor you as, as a son of the Most High God. Um, can we have a few more years before you throw us in the lake? No, I will not even discuss terms of negotiation. My father, the great king, wants it all now. He wants to extend his reign now. And you're gone now. But... um. How about we talk about your past generations? You know, we can do something about your brother who's not saved yet. I'm, re I'm totally annihilating. You can either leave the territory now or stay and be annihilated. Because I'm doing my father's business. There are no terms. Period. This is the way of kings. This is way out of my mind. <laughs> okay. I've not done this. But this is what goes on in that place when he starts sitting with the king. He says, okay, son. Yes, dad. Go take it. Well, I'm, I'm still a little caking. Yes, but you're mighty in me. Are you going to help me? Yes. Go take it. 
This is the way. Matthew 2, 2. Where is he who was born the king of the Jews? For we have seen his star in the east at his rising and have come to worship him. Well, this is one of those Christmas verses. And we kind of go, that's for Christmas and Christmas only. The Lord goes, every king has a star. I went, every king? Even the little K kings? Me? I have a star? What in the world does that mean? I can put my own star on the Christmas tree? No. <laughs> I give a sparkles. No. Can I have an idea? Yeah. You're supposed to minister to all creation. If Jesus had a star, Wally's got a star. I can't believe that. In the natural, you can go on the internet right now and buy your own star. In the natural. Yes. The scripture says that king's got a star, little kings have stars. And I'm like, are you telling me there's a star up there? If you do a study on stars in the Bible, there's a scripture in the Old Testament that says the stars came from heaven and fought on behalf of that king. Yeah. Are you telling me that the stars are they're alive? All creation's alive. All creation is alive. Yeah. Ding, 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 ding. Every star has an angel? Ding, 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 ding. What's the book of Enoch? Ding, 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 ding. That's Catholic, isn't it? Nope. That's just another book. The Old Testament talks about the book of Enoch. It talks about the book of Jasher. The New Testament does too, of the book of Enoch. The New Testament quotes verses from the book of Enoch. You have a lot of homework to do. And play. Every king is known in two realms. When you start sitting with the Father, your name, your name goes up. You know, the scripture talks about the demon goes, Jesus, I know, Paul, I know, you, I'm kicking your butt. <laughs> How does? Well, that's the Wally translation. I'm sorry. He says, "You, I don't know." So. How did that demon know who that who Jesus was? He's a king. How did the demon know who Paul was? Paul walked in his authority. When you step in that place, it goes out throughout the realms. Tamara knows who she is. Don't mess with her anymore. She knows who she is. Pass the word. Tamara knows. Tamara's awake. Huh? Tamara's awake. That's, there's a movie about that. This guy was rolling around on the floor. Huh? And he was like, people are doing deliverance on him. Yeah. And that came like right in the doorway there. Yeah. He was like down here rolling on the floor. Yeah. His eyes were closed and everything. He goes, get Tamara out of here. <laughs> I, just, I just went, oh. I know. <laughs> so, see, you don't have to self-promote. Oh, they, yeah. There's no self-promotion needed. <laughs> so, I, I have lots of theories on how that works out, but the key thing is they they know, right? They know who's mighty. They know who's faking it. They they know. They do a lot of tests, right? They'll throw some fear at you. How do you react? Do you react out of fear or do you react out of faith? And they go, still not a believer. <laughs> she's she's contained with that Wally guy. Snow came down. He still came. Hmm. 
Tactic number 37 is no longer working. We'll throw the sexy girl in the bikini at him. See if it works. Used to work last year. Action. Darn it. Sexy girl seems not to work again. Check. They don't know what you're thinking. They can tell how you respond. Okay. They take notes. And they communicate. My identity is known in the heavens before it's known in the earth. So don't worry about letting your pastor know about your cool gift. Just get your gift sharpened up in the heavens and then the heavens will promote you. Okay. Don't worry about being... There it is. Yeah, don't worry about... Don't worry about um, explaining to all your friends and family about what you're doing and learning. It's a waste of time. They don't like it anyway. They don't care. They don't understand. It's such a waste of your energy going that. Just send your angels to talk to them. <laughs> what if they don't believe in the angels? They don't have to. The angels believe in them. Wow. Angels believe in your, in your friends. They don't have to believe in angels. Because wow. angels are real. If they're your yeah. angels, it don't matter what real. they think. No, no, no. You know they're real. If you send your angels to your friends, okay, if you send your real angels to your real friends, they will minister on your behalf to your friends. It doesn't matter whether your friend believes in them or not. Because your angels are, are they're as real as this. Because, because I was over at, at my No more story. Sorry. But good point. We'll talk in a minute. Um, in a minute. Sorry. I'm sorry. It's not about your friend's belief. So, um, uh, Matthew 22 when the king came in to view the guests, he looked intently at the man there who had no wedding garment. And he said, friend, how did you come to my party without putting on the appropriate wedding garment? His friend was speechless. The wedding garments that you need to have, that you need to speak over your friends and family, the garments are, it's the righteousness of God, right? Um, we don't earn his righteousness, Right? Um, we get it. It's not earned, it's received. So when I step into my throne, before I go to my throne, I go, Father, in Zechariah 3, I go, hey, I'm sure I did something wrong. Here's my garments that are stained. Can I have your clean righteousness? I am the righteous of God in Christ Jesus. Not because I sin or don't sin, I'm the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus because of what he did. Okay? It's not about what I do. It's about what he's provided. No matter what's going on, I can put on his righteousness. Those are the garments that I as a king get to wear because Jesus made a way for me to be a king. He made a way for me to sit in that throne. It's not about me earning anything. I just have to believe and receive and accept and put on. Here's one for you. You get garments from every encounter you have. Okay. What scripture is that? That's a revelation. <laughs> there's not a there's not an encounter scripture that I know of. <laughs> uh, so you have a whole wardrobe. That's right. You can get a whole wardrobe, and you can be my image consultant. Oh, Wally, your encounters are outdated. You need some more encounters. Come with me. <laughs> Okay, 
every encounter you have in the kingdom of God, you get a new garment. You get a mantle. You get experience. What covers you in private is seen upon you in public. So when you spend time with the Father, one-on-one, His presence gets on you and you go out. People go, something's different about you. You seem to be more calm. Is it my hair? I don't know. Maybe. Is there a glow on you? Did you do something in your face? I don't think so. Are your eyes more sparkly? I don't know. Did you use a new... Is it... While you're wearing your glasses or your contacts? Is your hair cut or short? There's something about you. Do you like it? I'm not quite sure yet. (laughs) And so... But every time you go into his presence, that's an encounter. Encounter is an engagement or relationship, right? Something always transfers. You're always getting something from him. He's always changing you. As I, as the scripture is Second Corinthians five twenty one, Second Corinthians three something. As I behold him, I'm changed as I as in a mirror. I go from glory to glory. Hallelujah. Now, do you want to believe that, or you want to go? This is such a horrible life. Nothing ever happens to me. Or, well, by faith, every time I behold him, I'm changed. I'm transformed from glory to glory. I can go from strength to strength. I don't have to go to Bible school. I can go to Bible school. I have to. But if I go, if I'm guaranteed. I have a promise. If you behold me, you'll be changed. It's a promise. And I'm going to bank on that promise. Right? That's what I'm going to do. I'm inviting you all to walk the way of kings. And go be with the king of kings. And he'll teach you how to be a king. It's not about going to cool still and listen to a tape 85,000 times. That may, help, that may help a little bit. But you can go in his presence and he will groom you. He will groom you for the throne. I like that one. That's, that's fresh right now. It's not my notes. Now is all kings have garments. Here's a fun one. As a king, as you acquire something of God, you can give it away. This is impartation. This is anointing. So for your friends who don't know and don't believe, you can still give them peace. You can still give them joy. How do I, how do I get them to understand? They don't have to understand. Here's, here's very simple. One day, here's an example of, it's not about understanding. I went to a deal... This guy goes, I'm going to pay for your lunch. Well, I wasn't used to that. So I said, I'll take one small burger, one fry, right? No, I didn't have any money. <laughs> he goes, I want you to get what you want. Okay, two burgers, one fry. I said, aren't you playing college football? Don't you, aren't you hungry? Well, I didn't know that you were really wanting to take care of me. <laughs> okay, fine. Four quarter pounders, two chocolate shakes, three, you know, and I got what I really wanted, right? What I'm saying is when people know that you're dependent upon somebody else. It's not about understanding. They'll never understand you. My parents don't understand me. When I was dependent upon them, when my salary became higher than my father's, who's a colonel, and I only had my bachelor's degree, he has his master's and 20 years experience. I had two years experience and made more money than him. He goes, how is that possible? I don't know. I was living a life of unexplainable. And it pointed back to, and I go, I don't know. And my parents go, is it God? You said it. Jesus goes, are you the king kings? You said who I am. 
You don't have to defend yourself or prove yourself. Let the Father do that for you. As you trust him, he'll make a way, right? He'll exalt you. He'll prosper you. Or you can try it yourself. You know, there's a way that seems right unto man, but there's a way that God does it. I wanted to meet some people. I was in St. Louis. I was there, you know, for a week at a time. I was out of... I was on there for business. I was going to this church in St. Louis. And I thought, well, maybe I should let these people know that I'm here out of town. And Lord goes, no, it's okay. I'll, I'll get you there. Well, you know, but, you know, I'm, I, I think I'm somebody. <laughs> and I should tell them who I am. I should go, hi, Wally Johnson. Man of God. I'm here in your hair. You may want to tap into my gifting. <laughs> and I had my speech ready, of course, right? Lord goes, don't do that. But how will they know if I don't let them know? <laughs> you know, how should they know how great I am unless I tell them? <laughs> so I kept fighting it, fighting it, and I finally said, "Fine, fine, I'll just not tell." And so I kept going to this meeting. I was I was going to their meeting every night, sitting in the back, sitting, you know, sitting around. It was a big meeting. I said, "God, I think they should know who I am." Ah, let me take care of it. So okay, fine. So I go get gas in my rental car. And there's the leader of the meeting getting gas right next to me. I got him. I thought, God, you are able. <laughs> you know, I mean, I didn't, I, he said he was, but I didn't believe. I thought he needed my help. You know what I mean? And, there he, and the guy goes, you look familiar. Yeah, I've been going to your meeting for the last month and a half. Wow. So where are you from? I'm thinking, I have a one-on-one time, you know, that I couldn't make up, right? The guy goes, well, I'm, I'm glad that the Lord set this up. So it wasn't me trying to make it up. And so the Lord will do that on your behalf. If you need to know somebody, if you need someone in your life, he'll make it happen. Yeah. You can trust him or you can trust your own abilities. Hallelujah. He's pretty good at it. Um, all kings have an abundance of resources. Well, I don't have anything right now. All kings have an abundance of resources. When you start identifying yourself with the king of kings, he will teach you how to live this way. It's a mindset and an ability. It won't be, well, you know, I'm only able to pray for four people. Kings have an abundance to give energy, strength, anointing, prayer, words of wisdom, words of knowledge. They're not lacking. Kings don't lack anything, right? Well, you know, I'm not ready. Kings are ready. Kings are made ready. Not by your efforts, but by his efforts. So are you telling me, if I trust God really, and I believe that scripture that he's a king of little K-kings, and I'm a little K-king, I'm a little L-lord, he's the L, big L-lord, that he can give me the abilities to think as a king, to understand how to rule and reign, to not be afraid of conflict, to be at peace at all times, to not be afraid of have access to wisdom and counsel, oh, that's too good to be true. Yes, it is. It is too good for your natural mind to think it could happen to you. That's why we prayed earlier. So we start believing the truth and not think it's far away. It's right here. The kingdom of God is at hand, as close as your hand is to your face. And that's the kingdom. Like it's like you get really close and feel the heat off your hand. That's how close the kingdom is. Don't touch. That's right. There. You know, that's cool. 
I always thought it was way far away, and God's far away, and where you get you feel isolated and separate. And you're like, I wish He could see me. And you do this. You're like, where's happening? You do, and we get all orphan-minded. But we're not orphans. We've been adopted. Mm-hmm. You know, we've been adopted into a royal family. Mm-hmm. It wasn't a strain for Him to adopt us. It cost a lot, right? But He's got a lot, right? And he wants to share all that he has. But will we sit down and receive it from him? Will we, will we learn from his teachers? Will we learn from his staff called the angels? Will we learn from other people who have submitted under his teaching? Or will we think, no, I only want to listen to you. Okay, fine. So, but will you listen his way? Right? There's a lot of options, right? And we just need to be informed and not misinformed. I don't want my family misinformed of spiritual things. I don't want my family to be misinformed on the spiritual realm, right? That's part of my gifting to make sure there's resources for my family to know because I need you to be informed. I, I don't need you ignorant. I don't, I gotta come down to North Carolina again? I thought I gave him the word. Here I come again. Tamara, get that room ready. But it should be, I'm going to come down again and go, oh my gosh, you guys really believe that stuff. <laughs> You're really doing it. You're going to march it in here and bring in all kinds of people who believe what I said. We wouldn't told people that stuff. Yeah. You did? We believed it. Well, I was just talking. I didn't know you believe it. I thought it, I'd say some stuff that was really cool and y'all go like, he was a good speaker, Tamara. I know you'd act on it. You know? I come back and all your neighbors are having flags flying over their houses because they're all kings, you know, and your kings, they're kings, and there's chariots outside, and everyone's got brand new cars, and there's youth groups in the room on big screen TV watching the thing, and you're Skyping on the satellite in the roof going to Eastern Europe because the Ukraine needs revival, and they have the meetings were filmed out of here. <laughs> well, I was just kind of talking theoretical about extending. I, I said extend the borders. I didn't really mean that. I was just talking, you know, woo-woo. Oh, well, we believed you, you know. Well, I didn't mean for you to, I didn't mean for you to act on it. I was just wanting to make a big show. I got three books, you know, and I thought, talk a good game. Well, we decided to believe. <gasps> what if people started believing? Started doubting, stopped trying to analyze, started to figure out, when do I start this? Mm-hmm. When do we start now? Mm-hmm. You know? Um, <laughs> that was just fun. Uh, <laughs> last bill. Turn to Joshua 1.8. I kind of started with this, and I want to share this one little blurb with you. And this is a scripture that, you know, was the foundation for me um, having a clue about meditating. This book of the law should not depart out of your mouth. Now, there's a king, one of the king, young kings, who <clears throat> asked for the Bible to be found. The Bible came, they read it, and it was like, he was a really young king. He ended up being a really good king because he actually took this scripture at heart. This book of law should not depart out of your mouth, but you should meditate on it day and night, that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. 
for when for then you should make your way prosperous and then you shall deal wisely and have good success man that's a good scripture right that's really good now i was taught the book of the law was the five books of moses i was taught that any scripture that you memorize and meditate on would be good for you those were all true if you meditate on scripture You'll, you'll milk the truth out. It will change your life. It's good. You meditate on Scripture, your mind will change. I, I know of some people that were drug addicts, their brain was fried. They started meditating on Scripture and their brain came back. Because the Word of God is alive and well. right? And they let it work in them and it changed them. Well, if that's true for people with fried brains, for people who are not fried brains, what about people who have unbelieving brains? Oh my! <laughs> you know? But if we, would, if we would think upon good things, good things would stay in there, right? And we have a whole book of stuff that's applicable. So the other day, I was reading this scripture, and the Lord said, there's more to it. I go, there's nothing more to that scripture. It's a scripture for meditating. Thank you very much. He goes, I want to show you something else. Um, Job 22, 22, it says, Receive, I pray you, the law and instruction from his mouth. And lay up his words in your heart. And so, <clears throat> again, please don't do what I do. When I think I have a revelation, I kind of go, all right, got this down. Don't change it, God, because I just now figured it out. <laughs> you know, so then I set my belief on something. But every once in a while, God says, I want to show you something else about that. And I'll go, don't shake my foundation. <laughs> you know, but God wants to keep changing me, right? Because he wants to conform me in his image. He wants me to be like him. What's he thinking? You know. And I go, okay, I'll go with you. We'll keep changing. Yay, you're a good dad. I trust your design. I trust what you I trust your vision of me. I don't know what my vision is. I'm gonna trust you. Okay. So I said, Well, this book of the law is the, is the Bible. No, it's not. Well, what is this book of the law? Well, what did I just tell you? I read you it says I receive and pray the law instruction from his mouth. So what I now believe and understand is, and this has helped me to start journaling even more, this book of the law is anything the Father has spoken to you. Those are prophetic words, number one. Those are rhema words or things that you read in the scripture that goes, oh, that's for me right now, right? Uh, those are scriptures that somebody says to you. You walk by and someone says, bless the Lord, O my soul. You should bless the Lord all your soul. Things that just people tell you, right? Things are quickened. If you take those living words, put them into your own little book, that's your book of law or book of instruction. Those living words, those in the Greek for the New Testament, that's the rhema word, not logos. If you put those in a little book, you'll have your own little thing that you should meditate on. So what it is, it's, you know, the Bible, basic instructions before leaving earth, B-I-B-L-E, right? But in this book, which is, which is for you, the Lord highlights verses, life scripture. He's not telling you to memorize every verse in here, every written thing. There are things he makes special for you. And if you meditate on those special things, um, then he makes those help you to be successful in your journey. It's basically giving you your own little special instructions for your time here, for your life, right? The whole book is good, but there's things that he will highlight to you because he loves you uniquely. Do you understand that? Are you, are you following me? I did not say, 
only some of the Bible is good for you. I didn't say that. I said he will highlight either through a, someone in the gift or prophet or someone who gives you a word um, or even in your own personal study time. You're looking through the whole two pages and one scripture goes, wow, he highlighted. That's really good. I've never seen that before. Man, I think that's for me. I will believe this. I want to renew my mind on this verse here. Not the other 37, but this one here. And, this, and then you read that again. This book, of, my book of the law, the words he spoke to me will not depart from my mouth, but I will meditate on these special words he's highlighted day and night. And these words I will observe. These words I will do according to um, all that I've written in my book, which I took the time to write them down or type them out. For then my way will be prosperous, and I will make and, and I will know how to deal wisely with things on my path. Okay? That's the way of kings. You have a unique way. Your path, your race is for you to run. And you will be successful if you run it his way. He gives you hints along your time. He whispers in your ear of what you should do. He makes the word that you didn't read and didn't know personal to you. He's that kind of God. If we will sit with him in his throne and let him groom you. And them teach you how to be a king like he is. If that's what you want, that's what you get. If you don't want it, you don't get it, right? So I think it'd be good to set our desires on something like that, okay? So that's the way of kings. Yay for us. So, yay.